Hello friends, I'm Amanda Barr. And I'm Rebecca Lou Brennan, and welcome to Dance Principles United, the podcast. Together, we are passionate about helping studio owners with the business of running their studio. Join us as we talk everything from marketing systems, studio culture, motherhood, life, and everything in between. This is the Dance Principles United podcast. Hi friends, happy Friday and welcome to a special bonus episode of the Dance Principles United podcast. Hello, beautiful Beck. How are you today, my love? I am so, so amazing. I cannot believe that Dance Teacher Expo is so close and um, I'm just loving life, getting super excited for it. How about you? Me too. It's coming up so quickly and we are pumped. It is shaping up to be Australia's most incredible expo and dance teacher and studio owner event. Um, We are Oh my gosh, been blown away. And that's why we wanted to have, um, you know, this special podcast today because we've had so many conversations with some incredible people in the lead up um, to the expo. And, you know, a lot of these conversations are things, you know, we're like, yeah, that's really interesting. Oh my God, can you believe that guy? Oh, said that. Oh yeah. You know, this is happening every day. Beck and I are on the phone every day going, oh my God, I just had the most incredible conversation. So we wanted to to, um, share some of these um, amazing conversations with you guys, right? Yeah, totally. I think that, you know, we we have so many even controversial, I would say, conversations at the moment, Amanda, mm. about where the dance industry is going, things that are happening. Um, and I'm I'm really loving it. And I think it's going to be great at Expo to bring everyone together. That's going to be super awesome. Um, and to just inspire more of these conversations to happen. But um, the first one that I wanted to talk about today is school teachers versus studio owners and teachers who work in studios and it's interesting we're on one of a few of the school teacher pages because we really want school teachers to come along to this event the arts units coming um sydney dance companies coming there's some amazing people coming along and we really want to get those school teachers involved but we're talking school dance teachers right just like obviously dance teachers in schools and so many of them are specialized uh dance teachers in the schools and they probably grew up dancing in studios Exactly. But what they're finding, and we know about this, is that studio owners get really cranky with the school teachers and school teachers get cranky with the studio owners because they're both taking up each other's time. And it's been an interesting conversation with them because I actually work really closely with the schools in my area. And I think that it can be a really great relationship if you build those schools together with your studio, because it's it's a great way to get new kids into your school. Um, And if you support each other, it can really work. But it's interesting that they feel there's such a conflict there. Yeah, it's super interesting. And yeah, you're right. Like, you know, the dance, the love of dance might grow in some of these kids at school in a free activity that, you know, perhaps their parents have never thought that they had the money or the time for. Um, They might start, you know, in the school dance group, start, you know, by performing in school spectacular or a similar kind of activity and, you know, fall in love with dance and then move over to our studio. So it can be so beneficial for both of us, right? Totally. And I'm talking so much to our studio growth club members about building those relationships. 
Go into the schools and teach the school dance group. Go and give them a 10-week program of dance and teach every class a, a dance because that stuff then you can easily get those kids to love you and your classes and then bring them into your school. And, you know, I always say, um, or my staff always say, who doesn't go to a dance school? Because I don't want to obviously poach children from other dance schools. That's not what it's about. But you just want those kids to, you know, who maybe haven't thought about dance to have that easy opt-in to come across your dance school and honestly how many kids do come across is insane but I think building those relationships and bridging that gap you know, is what's really necessary. And I know um, Joanne, who I've been talking to from the Arts Unit, is super passionate about this as well. I'm hoping to get her on a podcast soon with us, Amanda, because she agrees this this gap needs to be, you know, bridged and we need to really start working together. It, it, it also can give our students extra opportunities that they you may not even know about. And that's, that's one of the things they're going to talk about um, is exactly that. And also about how to put a primary school dance together um, that would appeal to primary schools essentially so they're going to be two amazing sessions I love that because so many of us um you know you know you had that suggestion then about uh us you know making and fostering these relationships with schools but quite often and I know I've been asked to come into a school and and teach their school dance group not remembering what you know their the local um, department of education dance festival looks like haven't been for a while not really sure what they're looking at you know, all of that. So they're going to talk about um, the concepts that should be used, um, how best to choreograph for that for a primary school, which will be fantastic, as well as, you know, exactly what you were talking about, bridging the gap, bridging the gap between, um, and that's what the arts unit um, is all about, bridging the gap between schools and studios and bringing them closer together, which I think is so important. Yeah, and I've found out about so many more opportunities that are out there for students that even I had absolutely no idea about. Um, and they're going to talk about a few of those as well. But you just don't realise how many opportunities they actually offer, really. It's it's absolutely incredible. Oh, and that's amazing because some of them obviously, um, you know, the government have a lot bigger budget than our studios do. So they are <laughs> able, <laughs> no surprise there. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, they're able to offer these amazing performance opportunities, you know, in front of these huge sold out arenas that there's no way we could as our studio. So it's so nice to be able to um, give our students that gift. Yeah, totally agree. Um, so another one that's come up, it actually came up yesterday in a conversation, was TAP in dance schools and whether that's dying off or whether it's being built up or what's happening with TAP. Are more people doing TAP or less people doing TAP? It's interesting to see the ebb and flow of that. I mean, if you look at a school like Eddinghausen's or Planet Dance, their TAP is huge. It's probably one of their biggest things. I, I've seen some of their troops with, you know, 40, 50 kids on stage Amazing. in tap. So obviously those schools, it's it's huge, but then in other schools it's tending to kind of die off a little bit. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Amanda? Look, I'm a tap dancer. I was always a tap dancer. I love tap. I absolutely love tap. And, you know, I, it's so hard, right, because it is dying off. There is, like, there's no doubt about it. Most people, um, and obviously there's some exceptions for some incredible studios, um, but most studios are finding that TAP's dying off. You know, I think sometimes it can come down to the teacher, number one, if TAP's dying off. But also, you know, there's trends, right? There's fashions, there's trends, all of those things. And, you know, um, in our studio, for example, I feel that tap was falling off. 
Um, not because of the teacher, but because of the amount of options and the new exciting options. Lyrical, mm. contemporary, cheer, acrobatics, circus. Whereas back in our day, it was tap, jazz and ballet. And that was about mm. it, right? Yeah, that's interesting. And I know like I also feel like it dies off as kids get older. Mm. Um, and, you know, I know that Mitch Hicks is doing an amazing class for us on how to teach tweens and those older kids those tap techniques to keep them excited and and refreshed about it. So I think that's going to be a really good class. That'd be amazing. Um, yeah, that'll be super awesome. And also maybe thinking about opting into some syllabuses. Maybe we've got some amazing syllabuses coming and that might be a good way because then they are getting those exams happening or, you know, sometimes that exam can really help to keep them excited about it. So just bringing some ways into Expo that's going to help grow TAP again, I guess. Yeah, some fresh new ideas. If if TAP's something that's struggling in your studio, you definitely don't want to miss Mitch Hicks's class because he is the master of all things TAP, a former TAP dog. He's incredible. Um, and he's going to give you some great tips, but also chatting to some of our vendors, as Beck said, because I think that's going to be such a great way because sometimes it's just a matter of reinvigorating the program at the studio, you know, not just letting it die this natural death, I guess, but bringing something in that excites everybody, excites the teacher, excites the students, um, you know, and makes them really uh, build that passion for tap or whatever, you know, uh, whatever styles you're struggling with in your studio, really build that passion. Totally agree. And syllabuses can be so good for that because they provide that structure for teachers to, you know, have those new things that are there for them to to learn and do. So we're super, super excited about that. Um, what's another one, Amanda? I wanted to talk about studio owners and how much is actually available to them because you and I are pretty on top of this, but I think even you and I have been blown away by how many systems and processes they can put into their studios now. Yeah, we were just talking about it the other day, right? Like it is crazy. There are so many services, products, um, you know, help available to studio owners to help get our time back. Things that, you know, um, 20 years ago definitely were not available, but even five years ago, a lot of these things weren't available. And like that, you know, it varies. It's a huge big spectrum of things that are available to studio owners now that can buy back time in different ways. You know, we have, um, as we talked about the syllabuses, a lot of syllabuses, we've got ADA and ATOD um, both presenting and they can help build back time. Programs such as Ready, Set, Dance, Baby Ballet, Flexibility, Dance Cirque, all of those, they can buy back so much time in terms of teacher preparation for class, which can be incredible, right? Yeah, um, I was just thinking like little groovers as well because mm. I know they're like so into the hip hop and they've got an older hip hop program now. So that stuff definitely, um, as well as things like, you know, Jackrabbit Dance or systemized programs that you can actually bring into your school to, to you know, help with your accounts, help with your marketing. Motion Marketing's doing some amazing sessions. Um, I use them at their, at my school and they've got some great ways to, to just help automate your bringing leads into your studio um but you know it's it is about buying back time isn't it amanda because at the end of the day we know the one thing that studio owners don't have is time and i don't mean time to do extra work i actually mean time to spend with your family Mm. time to spend on yourself how many times do we talk to studio owners and they put zero time into themselves or you know they have no time for their family like that stuff is just crazy right 
Yeah, and you know they should be looking after their own their own health, their own mental health, their own physical health. And it's so important. And so many of these uh, programs, syllabuses, services, um, companies can offer some incredible ways for you to buy back that time. Like it is just amazing, whether it's help with marketing, you know, whether it's help with uh, class preparation or music or, um, you know, admin time. There's so many incredible ways. And, you know, we're so excited to have all of those vendors there. Like, oh my gosh, the list goes on and on and on. But yeah, there's so many incredible ways. But we're so excited because I think there's so many times that we're like, oh, that would be interesting. I'd love to know more about that. But I don't have the time. I don't even have the time to research it, to pick up the phone and call that company, to jump on the Zoom, to do all those things. And I think um, at Dance Teacher Expo, that's going to be one of the the best parts about it, that you're there. You know, hopefully you're there with your team. I know lots of studios are bringing big teams with them. And they can, you know, chat to these people, chat about what might work for them. Obviously, not every single thing is going to work for every person. But so many incredible ways to build your business, to buy back time, and you can really sit down and have the time to think about what might work in your studio. Yeah. And the very last thing I want to say before we say goodbye, Amanda, is costumes is a big topic at the moment Mm. on Dance Principles United page on all the pages because the shipping is out of control with some companies. Trying to find new fresh stuff is really hard. Do you find that? Like it's just really, really hard at the moment. Um, Knowing where to get uniforms from, like there is so much talk about it and everyone's swapping and changing that. And we have some amazing vendors coming in for that as well, right? Yeah, we do. And, you know, some some different things that you might not have heard of before, some different companies mm-hmm. that perhaps you've never heard of, um, which will be fantastic. Um, and also, you know, we've got people that are coming with accessories, you know, hair accessories, um, makeup, all of these things. And that's a great way as well um, to be able to, you know, bundle all of that together. I think that's a really interesting thing. And I know we've kind of spoken about that on the podcast as well before, but, you know, maximising your profit from your costumes by bundling things together, bundling the costume, the stockings or the tights, which we've got some suppliers that are there that are doing that. Perhaps it's the dance underwear as well. Maybe it's the hair extension, you know, maybe it's the makeup pack or the lipstick or whatever as well. Bundling all of that together can be a great way for you to really maximize profit in your studio when you sell those things because you can put them all together, put them at a bit of a higher price, of course, and make a little bit from each thing. Yeah, and I've told you this, we're doing a startup pack now. Oh, really? Um, Yeah, so we're doing it with our preschoolers Mm. to start with and it's called a startup pack and it includes all the things. So it's not just like now you have to buy the uniform and the jazz shoes and the tap shoes and the ballet shoes. And so we're going to have different levels of startup pack, but it essentially is just going to be everything all bundled in, including a pair of socks and a little hair tie. Yes. You know, so it's like all the things that your child's going to need here it is and you may as well just pay for it all now and it's easier. It's just that whole thing. And because there's lots in it, it makes it look really good and it just is easy, easier for the um, parent as well. Parents actually love that. They'd rather it just be one simple transaction, it's done and they don't need to worry about it anymore. For sure. They'd rather know exactly this is the hairpiece I need. Here are the um, bobby pins that I need as well. This is the lipstick we're wearing you know, just everything done and dusted for you. And I think, you know, um, I was speaking to um, one of our vendors this morning 
Um, and really talking about the fact that, you know, some studios are scared to make money selling things at their studio. And, you know, there's nothing like you deserve to make a profit. You deserve, you work so hard as a studio owner, you deserve all of those things that are coming to you. And, you know, we are, we have such a specific market. You know, if you go into a shopping center um, and you're selling a product for a little girl, um, you know, obviously walking past that product for the little girl is old people, people with no children, people with only boys, um, you know, there's a whole range of people that are not going to be, you know, interested in a product for little girls. At a dance studio, however, it's pretty much all little girls. That's all we have. So, you know, selling things at your studio, like, you know, pop sockets we were talking about this morning, like what a great way just to add a little bit of extra revenue into your accounts, you know, selling things like that or stockings or scrunchies or hair accessories or jewelry, you know, little dance jewelry or little girls like, you know, sparkly key rings. My girls love sparkly key rings. You know, all the things we went to um, the RAD the other day, the RAD headquarters, and they sell all the things even, which is incredible, like pretty pens, pretty notebooks, all of that. And it's such a clever idea to really, you know, boost that revenue. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that because no one would ever go to the ROD and buy that pen and then think, oh, I bet you they put such a big markup on that. How dare they? But of course they put a markup on it because they're a business. And I think as studio owners, we get scared that some parent is going to say that to us. And, you know, I've had it said to me before, for sure. How, why have you put a markup on the costume? When I explain the side of the business that I explain, you know, we've had to peek pick that costume out. We've had to order it. We've had to steam it. We've had to bag it. We've had to make sure that everyone's paid for it. Chase payments. Like when you actually explain all of that and that's why there needs to be an, and we're a business, <laughs> you know, if you're brave enough to say that to a parent, generally they'll just go, yeah, fair call. I've never, ever actually had a parent who has said to me, that's still ridiculous. They are always go, yeah, I've never thought about it like that. And yep. they don't, they don't think about it like that because they don't run a business. Mm. So I think there's still that um, some people sort of see it sometimes as a non-profit club or the same as a mm. local football team or something like that where there's that non-profit side of it as well. However, you know, we're more like Kmart than anything else and no one ever questions Kmart making a, a you know, a profit. That's what they're there for. That's why they're doing it is to make a profit as are we. Like, you know, we we definitely want to share our love of dance. You know, we want to give to our next generation. We want to ignite passion in students and all of those things. But at the end of the day, we're running a business. We have bills to pay. You know, it's needed. Yep, totally agree. Mm. Well, we are super excited that we are going to be releasing our timetable for Expo. Everyone has been asking about this, Amanda. Um, it's taken a while because we've got had to book in so many amazing teachers mm. and vendors and do all the things, but it is finally being release, released and we have – over 46 classes available to you guys. Amazing. Four rooms on the Saturday, five rooms on the Sunday. It is epic. The choices are epic. Mm. You know, you can go to so many different classes. So we can't wait for you all to see it. We cannot wait for you to see it. Um, you know, the tickets are, they're getting close to sold out. It's only, you know, being the first year, it was hard to know how many um 
you know, tickets to let available in the space and stuff, but we've only got limited rooms in each space. So once that's gone, it's gone. If you haven't got your tickets, jump on over to danceteacherexpo.com.au. Um, you can check out the timetable there. It is up today um, and grab your tickets. We hope that you can bring you and your whole team. We are so excited. For our podcast listeners, we have an um, incredible offer today uh, that if you use the um code podcast 20, you'll be able to get 20% off your tickets as well. So make sure you do that. We would love to have you there. We cannot wait to see you all at Expo. Can't wait guys. Bye.